Hey everybody, it's Carrie with the Secret Things Podcast, and this is an exciting week. Um, I I have so many things going on in my brain right now um, that we are about to embark on a three-part, four-part series um, over the book of, sorry, chapter of Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 11. Um, it is a very random <laughs> journey that we're going to take. But God has led me down this down this path, and I want to take you guys with me because um, it's become a very sweet little passage of scripture that 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 the Lord is just really encouraging my heart with right now. So um, I don't know about you, but I've just been really exhausted with my own avoidance. This week, I've finally found some release uh, by pushing myself down this deep rabbit hole of my relentless convictions. <laughs> Just thoughts about what's happening in our country, thoughts about, you know, coming out of the the pandemic. Are we coming out of the pandemic? Um, just missing friends and family and trying to navigate, like, is it cool to, like, help out? Is it cool to, like, be around them yet? And um, so we kind of just, like, went down this rabbit hole and it kind of sounds depressing, but uh, it's it kind of wasn't, you know, like it might have started out that way. But as always, God is in the depths and he was down there with me. And with his help, I was able to work my way back into the light. So while I was inside this rabbit hole, I came across this scripture and it struck me as increasingly relevant for this particular time that we find ourselves in. The best way that I can sum up all the Lord is doing and generously revealing to me is for me to slowly break apart this passage of scripture in this in this series. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at Ecclesiastes 11 and the wisdom of Solomon. And as it pertains to our lives as believers, and my prayer is that you allow these rarely sought out verses to ignite something new and fresh into your life as they've done for mine. So without further ado, here is part one, Waiting for Clear Skies. When the clouds are heavy, the rains come down. Whether a tree falls north or south, it's going to stay where it falls. Ecclesiastes 11.3 Last week we had some thunderstorms pass through our, our county, and uh, there were heavy rains, hail, damaging winds, and there was, there was one point where I even got the kids into the bathroom because coming from central Texas, you just don't take chances. And um, it was really quick. It just like hit really hard on our tin roof and then it went away. But in the town of Kerrville, there were some power lines, telephone wires, trees and debris just covering the ground. One of my friends had a tree uproot and it actually fell onto their carport of their home. The storm left some without power, many without AC, and a heaping mess to clean up. I had this ongoing uh, group text message happening with some of my friends and they were getting really frantic about internet access and not knowing what was coming next. And I read the text messages and I sent up a few little prayers and I rolled over and I went to bed. You know, it never occurred to me to help out. It really never crossed my mind until the threat of the storm had fully passed a few years later. See, I live outside the city limits. Technically, I'm in another town. I'm in, I'm in Mountain Home there in Kerrville. The winds were really bad here. Um, but it didn't hit at all as badly as it did in town. And I thought to myself, like, what, what can I do anyhow? Like, I don't have a tree trimmer or a chainsaw. 
I mean, Jared does, but I don't know how to use it. <laughs> the power companies are going to eventually get these folks what they need. Um, the church has a disaster uh, relief group, and they're like already on top of it. And I'm like, yeah, go church. You know, I'm 25 minutes away. Uh, I've got two kids, and I've got limited resources. I'm just going to like wait until all this is over, and we'll see who needs what. And I was right. Pretty soon, things went back to normal. I took the help. Um, it took all the help of my neighbors and, and family and friends and outsiders uh, to clean out what came through in those few days. When I started seeing the stories of how people banded together and worked overtime to get the city back on its feet, I over I was overjoyed. Like I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And then I I thought, oh, see, I had faith that God was going to provide a solution. I mean, he always does, but I never considered myself to be a part of it. Why didn't I respond to those text messages with the information I had on my radar? Should I have offered my home as a place to stay in the heat of the day? Why didn't I keep someone's food in my fridge so it didn't rot? Should I have lent someone our trailer to haul off the leaves and all the debris that they were needing to dispose of? I mean, all of a sudden I had lists upon lists upon lists of ways that I could have helped, but it wasn't at the right moment. The opportunity had passed. The trees that were slain by the storm stayed on the ground until someone came and picked them up. And I see parallels in the aftermath of this storm and the storms that are running through our country right now. I see parallels of this in my own life. I am fervently asking God to help me move into a new understanding of how to better prepare for the future. You know, I don't think that people really neglect to help others because they're heartless. Or they're just like, you know, you deal with you, I'll deal with me. I believe that we're immobilized by our pursuit of comfort and safety. Friends, instead, we need to heed God's words. Clouds are heavy around us all the time and the rains don't come. Winds are going to blow hard on days with blue skies. The human mind will never know all that God's going to do in this world. But if we keep waiting idly by, we miss out on the biggest blessing of all, being a blessing to his people. Andy Serker, um, there's an author of an article, and you can check it out at the bottom of the, um, of the text. But it says, he says, so these things which are out of our control must simply be dealt with. It is pointless to worry about them and wish they would change and wish we could change all of our current conditions. We simply need to deal with the conditions as they exist. In our communities and in our own families, trees are falling all around us and we're letting them stay there. In some cases, the trees fall in someone else's yard or in another town or by someone else's hand and we kind of like exempt ourselves from helping out. But what about this? What about when I knock someone down or blow them over with the intensity of my emotions, with my words, or with my reaction? That person is going to stay in that state of pain or fear until someone comes to help them back up. If my power goes out because of an unexpected argument with a coworker or a fight with my husband, I'm going to need someone to drive to my aid and power me up once more. And I thank God every day that I've got friends that can do that for me. But oftentimes, if I'm being honest, I'm not picking up the trees that I've blown over. I'm not changing the bulbs that I've burnt out. So who is? Secretly, I'm hoping for someone else to come and clean up the mess that I've made. 
So whether you're in a storm or not, whether the tree is in your yard or in somebody else's, it is still within your means to help out. We get stuck in the faith that God will intervene without considering that we're part of that healing message. My God, we are part of that healing message. Your house might not be spotless when God calls you to invite over that neighbor. Your bank account is not going to be nice and fat when God calls you to be generous, trust me. He works in those weaknesses. He calls us when we're lacking. When we're at work playing with our kids at home or shuffling back and forth from place to place, He's going to call us when we're too comfy and we don't want to get out of the house or when we just got through a difficult time. It's like, come on, man. It may look like chaos to me right now, but God is moving in the midst and He doesn't stop. I'm not supposed to know where the wind takes me. I'm supposed to trust the God who made the wind. In verse 4 it says, Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. Next week we're going to look more closely at that verse, but I pray that we just, we just start with this. Yes, God is in control. Yes, He will send the rain when He wants and He will hold it back when He wants. But we are to be in the fields every day, waiting for clear skies. No not waiting for clear skies, working and trusting His timing to be perfect. In my life, I feel God saying, where were you? I called you and you weren't there. It's time we step off the porch and get back into the fields. It's going to be hot. It's going to seem redundant and essential, but I pray we whistle while we work, look to the skies for His signal, and ready ourselves for the harvest that's coming. So with that message, what I want to do now is as we enter into this three-part series, I want to really take close measure of ourselves and where are we in this story? Are we the one whose tree is like in our carport and we're like, please help? And are we needing God to send people on our behalf or are we perfectly, perfectly comfortable in some other town? And we're needing God to send His Holy Spirit to compel us and prompt us to get to work. Wherever you are, I pray that you understand that God knows where you are and He's ready to help you in in, in whatever situation that is. So I'm just going to pray for us. Lord, help us to be a people who trust in your timing. Help us to be mindful of the trees that have fallen in our communities and within our own homes. Give us the strength to step outside our comfort zone and lend a hand, flip on a switch, or move some debris. You have sent your servants to do as much for us, so we only ask you to send your Holy Spirit to show us when it's our turn. May we be ready with seed in hand for the harvest. And so now we're going to move on to the reflection portion. And I've got four questions here. Um... First one is just to think about a time when you were fallen. Perhaps someone or some situation knocked you down. Who did God send to pick you back up? It is really important that we as Christians take time in our in our daily or weekly uh, quiet time with the Lord to really reflect on all the goodness that not only God has done, but who he's used to do that because those are like monumental moments in our lives 
And those are the time, those are the things that we need to look back on when, when we're trying to figure out how to move forward in our walk. We need to look at the examples that others have set before us. The second question is, how have you been strong, sorry, how have you been a strong wind or a heavy rain in someone else's life? Have you prayed for God to help you make things right, or are you waiting for clear skies? When was the last time you felt God calling you to help someone? Did you answer that call? If so, how did it bless you? And if not, how can God start to use you today? And then the last question is pertaining to an article called Wherever the Tree Falls by Andy Soker, and you can find it in the further reading section on the blog at seegoodthingswithcarry.blogspot.com. It's a mouthful. (laughs) So it says, read this excerpt from the article wherever the tree falls and answer the question below. Even if the wind was not blowing as we would wish, and even though there may not be a chance of rain, work must be done. What are the things in your life that keep you from serving the Lord at the onset of his call? I think it's really important that that we hear that, at the onset of his call. Um, there's a lot of times when we're like, well, I feel like God's calling me to this, but it's not the right time. And he's going to, he's going to put things in our path. And that's, and that's very true. Some of those things God will call and he will get your heart ready before he gets your feet ready. But if God asked you to move today, move on, move on something that he's wanting you to do, what would be the hindrances in your life that are stopping you from doing that? That's what I want you to reflect on. Okay. Do something. There are three do somethings I have for you. Um, write down five immediate needs you know exist in your family or community. Pray over these needs and ask God to give you direction on how to help. In the following weeks, look back at those needs and check off one at a time as God prompts you to service. I love this idea because you can write these things down. Because it's almost like writing down the promises of God. Writing down the purposes of God that he has put in your life, like, I know I'm supposed to help out with this. And then to check those things off later, wouldn't that be amazing to just see like, whoa, this is what you called me to do. And this is what, these are the calls that I've answered. It's like, you you get to be like your own little telemarketer um, for the Lord, telemarketing for the Lord. I love that. Um, Write a letter to someone who has turned your power back on when a storm blew through in your life. Let them know what it meant to you. Make a list of the things that you wrote down for the reflective question number four, those things that are hindering you from serving, and work on releasing control over those things. And then for further reading, I have several scriptures, um, and then uh, I have also listed that Wherever the Tree Falls article by Andy Soker. Um, I pray that you go in and you you look at those scriptures. Um, I, I did want to read one of them from Deuteronomy 15.11. I thought this was really interesting. It says, There will always be poor people in the land. Therefore, I command you to be open-handed toward your fellow Israelites who are poor and needy in your land. I just love that idea of there will always be people poor in spirit, poor financially, poor in hope. And I need you to be open-handed Meaning, whatever you're carrying, it needs to be able to be available to those around you at all times. I love that. I love, um, I love that imagery of just uh, this outpouring, this constant outpouring of God's people onto each other. 
And then for the song, I have a couple of songs that you can listen to while you're while you're thinking of this topic this week. Uh, a really great worship song that I listened to a lot in college and high school was "Where You Go, I'll Go," um, and it's it's very repetitive, but it's something that will get stuck in your head. And what a great thing to have stuck in your head! A beautiful worship song. Um, and then "I Will Follow" by Chris Tomlin. So I hope that you are excited about just the fo- the following weeks coming up, and that um, you. Just, you know, shoot me, shoot me an email or, or comment or on the blog and just let me know that you, that you stopped by. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, have a great week. Uh, be blessed and get ready for the harvest that is coming.